So Jay gave me the gold bond powder last week. It freezes your balls off. Did you get in the pee hole? Gonna um, tape up your pee hole. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh, oh, I'm all right. If we're gonna talk about a little bit of beef, Jay, you said that Costa could suck it. No, we want to be bumped all the time. Yeah. We got a huge thing of booze and an apple pie. I couldn't understand the issue that there was, but they were like, "No, no, you can't make that joke." There he is. There he is. There's Gus. Come on in. <laughs> Unicorns, dancing unicorns. girls. Aaron Andrews Aaron shows, Andrews up, shows up, up in a white dress. In white. Looks I think good. that's what made me a neighborhood legend. You know, I called two great cups. Had a chance to travel all over Canada. Went to Calgary, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Hamilton, Toronto. Regina? Regina. Regina. I called the great cup in Regina. <laughs> what better LA experience? You go to the strip club in the valley to see a porn star. Trust me. And like a strip club with no drinking is maybe the most depressing place. Thanks, buddy. We're sitting right on Pervert's Row. Christina was paying way more attention to him than oh, she no. was to us. And he's brought her like a present, like a dress. And he's on the loudspeakers like, really? You're going to pass me. This is a fucking no-wake zone. He's like, I guess I shouldn't have said that, but really? <laughs> Sounds like a baby. <laughs> 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 there we go. Welcome to the Jay and Dan Podcast, episode number seven, brought to you by Nip Guards. If you want to protect your nipples with jogging, use Nip Guards. You don't want those bloody nips. It's an actual product. And uh, it should be pointed out when we uh, mentioned uh, the the Saks Underwear is yeah. a Canadian company. Yeah, and they, uh, I believe my girlfriend sent you a picture of a, a Saks display. And then the Saks people actually want us to email them because I think they want us to outfit. They want to outfit me, you, Patrick, Mike, Engineer Jim, and Jeremy all with Saks Ginch. So we'll have Saks underwear and nip guards and nothing else. Just wear nothing but Saks undies and then guards on our nipples and just toast the show that way. If your nipples are being worn off, could you maybe just stop jogging? If you've got bloody nips, should you just maybe just stop jogging? Or get some soft... (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe just get some softer tees. Maybe. Don't get tees that are made out of glass. (laughs) Or... Uh, don't be so excited while jogging. That's true. Like, or does, chilly. Does jogging turn you on? <laughs> some people. I guess so. You're jogging through a park and seeing some other bums. Uh, I'm not having uh, our regular energy drink today. I'm, I haven't had my uh, coffee today, so I've got. So we work in the the Fox Studio yeah, you a lot. Show if you, them if that. you're looking at the video, I, I got my coffee from Moe's, our diner, and I've got the dad's sleeve. Whenever there's a new show or something, they give you a yeah. sleeve to. Cover your copy. Uh, Jay, you saw the uh, the episode of oh the first God. episode of Dads. Your thoughts? Well, here's my thing. I'm trying to figure out if they deliberately made it <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm wondering because they're funny people. Seth MacFarlane, Alex Sulkin, they're all family guy writers. And you'd think that they wouldn't have made a shitty sitcom. But they did. They made literally the shittiest sitcom I think I've ever seen in my life. Having said all that, Brenda Song is in it, and she is pretty, 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 pretty good. But other than that, that's the only redeeming thing about dads. I, I still can't. And Martin Mull, that guy is a comic legend. A- anyone? Anyone? Martin Mull? Yeah. 
like a legend. I, I just can't. So there's so, and Seth Green is funny, and I just, I don't really get how they could all do that script and then say, oh, I guess this is good. Well, off it goes. Because they gave us a bunch of these DVDs to watch before the shows came out, and um, mm-hmm. they also yeah. gave us the Brooklyn 999. Right. I haven't watched that yet. I heard, okay. it's, I heard it's good, though. One less nine. Yeah, just 99. Just 99. Oh. I have yet to totally hook up my show. I've yet to hook up my DVD player at home, so I haven't watched any of them. And Sleepy Hollow, I've got to get to. Why don't you just watch uh, watch it on your uh, computer like uh, other humans? Uh, watch it. They like watching things on uh, computers. Watch um, it. Had a great weekend last weekend. I went to Newport Beach, yeah, uh, California, home of Newport cigarettes. No, I don't. I don't think that's the case. Uh, it's hope, home of a lot of wealthy people who who have yachts. Mm-hmm. And I heard you you went out on a yacht. Yeah, went out on uh, a boat. Jacob, who uh, was our first contact here at Fox, uh, he brought us out with his family, um, his wife and his daughter. He's a very nice individual. Oh, he's great. He's a he is a master behind the uh, the boat wheel. Is he? I yeah. later found out his father is in like the the sailing hall of fame. <laughs> yeah. There's a sailing hall of fame. Yeah, he like helps out on uh, America's Cup teams and all that. Really, his dad does or he does? His dad does. Uh, something troubling did happen to me on that trip, though. What's that? Went back to the uh, the hotel because we uh, stayed the night, and um, oh. I put oh, oh someone's phone's ringing. Is that me? Oh crap! Sorry, everybody. Okay, let's What's see that? who it is. Oh, who is it? sorry, that's my friend Jeff. Uh, Jeff, can I call you back? Okay, thanks, buddy. Hi. <laughs> Jeff is so great. Oh, yeah. You have a flap on your phone there. Yeah. Flapsy? Yeah. Phone flapsy. Yeah, it's like it's like like that. Isn't that great? Okay, sorry. Get back to what you were saying. That. So <laughs> we had the valet service, so I had uh, my tip already in my one pocket, so I just take it out. Yeah. Get into uh, the, the lobby bar to have a cocktail after we get back, and... Go to reach for my in my other pocket where my money was. I reached into the wrong pocket that was containing two to three twenties, and I took out the tip from that pocket in a bunch of money and gave that to him instead of the three ones in my other pocket. Okay, wait a minute. So. You you were so wait. Did you give him three twenties? Yes. Nice. That's nice. That's good karma. It troubled me the rest of the night. <laughs> Did you go chase him down? That would be no. very Larry David of you. No, to... I would because oh, what is the protocol? Could you go back and say, you know, yeah, I think you definitely could. maybe give him one of the twenties. Yeah, not all three. No yeah. way. No, when it's gone. I, did, yeah. I know. Yeah, you... and I thought maybe maybe he would discover this when he got. He's like, oh, this is obviously a mistake. But uh, and no. put it in the car. Maybe he just thought you were a high roller. You were at a yacht club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You were probably the low tipper of the no, day. No, the hotel wasn't at the yacht. If anything, oh. he saved you the... Imbe- you were going to tip him three $1 bills? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I feel like that... Uh, Is that not a good not tip? That's a good tip. Best Fine. mistake you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, at the yacht... at the Because it was like a Fairmont. It was a nice hotel. Maybe yeah. he you, he did you a favor there. So the protocol is you just leave it. Yeah, I think he got it. Unless, again, a Larry David thing to do, I think, would be to go chase him down and then cause a ruckus. And then he would probably say, well, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, he I think that makes up for it. any bad tip you've ever left. I don't leave bad tips. I uh, I'm, uh, I am ensure of that. Dan's like, I don't leave any tips. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I'm a 20% tipper. 20%. 
We've gone through this before. Yeah, yeah, 20%. It's good. Um, and then we talked about 25, and people thought that was excessive, I think. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I found a great cash business I want to become a Before part we of. get into that, uh, last night uh, we were sitting in the hot tub again. People are going to think all we do is sit in the hot tub. Yeah, Jay came over. And uh, so we're sitting in the, because we went to a seminar. We'll get to the seminar in a second, but we're, we're hanging out in the hot tub. And all of a sudden, you're saying to your wife, well, uh, now I want a boat. Like, now you've decided, I want a boat. Yeah. Like, you went on one boat trip, nope. and now you're a boat guy. I wanted a Mr. Boat, boat. I wanted a boat when I was in Canada as well. But you, don't want, you didn't want a cottage, but you want a boat. Yes, correct. Okay. Like- now, isn't it true, don't, don't they say about boats, the best thing about boats is the first day you get it and the day you sell it? Yeah, the, the, the two best times to have a boat are the day you get it and the day you sell it. Uh, are you, sh- you know, I, th- I'm with you. I think a boat would be awesome to have, but man, it'd be a lot of trouble. But you claim you found a place that you can park your boat for $300 a month. Redondo beach. Yeah. So, uh, I just got to start the, uh, the negotiations. The negotiations did not get off on a good, good step last night. Basically she was offering a human. <laughs> she was saying you give her another human baby, uh, and you get a boat. You know, you were trying to negotiate that. I, that's my goal, is, is that you guys have another child. So I thought that was an even trade. She gets another baby. No. Uh, you also get another baby because you'll be there as the father. And then we just put them all on the boat. Throw them on the boat and then just live on the boat. We can put a hot tub on the boat. We can be boat livers. <laughs> you're, would, you're natural. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Dan. There's a picture of Dan. Yeah, see, Maybe we could flash that on yeah, the pod, podcast. That was me driving the vessel. Uh, do we have Taggart on the line, Jim? Uh, I wanted to talk about my oh. cash business. Okay, well, let's let's get Taggart on, and he can give us his opinion of your cash business, too. Cash business, eh? Is that Los Angeles cash business? Oh, he can't hear me. Oh, now he yeah, can't Yeah, the, the cash business was, I was in Newport Beach, and uh, they have a little, uh, kind of like a, a fairground, not a fairgrounds, but it's there year-round, right on their pier. Is it filled with bail bondsmen? No, right on their pier, and they've got like a, a little Ferris wheel. They got this other stuff. So I asked Jacob, I'm like, that thing must be lined up all summer long, and it's cash only, three dollars a person. So you the, have you're two, talking about the Ferris yeah, wheel. Yeah, it's a tiny little Ferris wheel. Two employees: the guy running it, the guy at the uh, the till. And neither of them have showered for weeks. Uh, no, they look to be the one guy was in a great mood. He must own the thing. He's just got the money coming in. He's pocketing and claiming probably fifteen percent of that. Right. He's putting his ones in one pocket, his 20s in the other. <laughs> That's right. So I want to get into a cash business like that somehow. If we can so get a Ferris wheel. you saw this and figured yes. out this. Uh, I we, want that. Taggart, we need to get into the Ferris wheel racket. Yeah. Jeez. Nothing like uh, amusement Ferris parks. Wheel. That's like better than a chip <laughs> truck, isn't it? <laughs> Ferris wheel racket? Well, a chip truck, you'd come home smelling like the chip truck. Ferris wheel, you don't smell like the Ferris wheel unless someone pukes on you. But they're both cash businesses. And then and I you thought might I w- take up, you might take up math just hanging out with all those carnies. <laughs> That's true too. I'll but say. if it's a permanent structure, carnies don't live permanently there. Ah, carnies, somebody's got to operate that that bad boy. And what it's if not you get be double you. crossed by the guy you hire? <laughs> it's been a double cross. What he t- just takes all the profits for one day? Say, so, you know, we only had two customers. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So easy to do, Toolsy, with the cash business. I guess you might be right. Okay, well, we might have to give this one a bit more thought. <laughs> Taggart shuts down the cash business in three sentences. <laughs> Taggart, how are you? We feel terrible about what happened last week. It's totally my fault. Uh, That's okay. In case you're a, a new listener to the podcast, uh, there was a miscommunication in proper Taggart phone numbers, 
and in the end we ran out of time and so that was like it, it felt like an empty podcast there were, you weren't on it it wasn't right you ended up calling my dad instead he <laughs> upset you tweeted this weekend that your mom was over telling uh, some uh, dad stories about uh, past suitors of hers yeah the the courting period of their relationship yes <laughs> So, oh, of of your da- of your dad's relationship with her, or with her or her past boyfriend? No, her my, the, when my when my mom and dad first got together, the previous boyfriend uh, took a lot of heat. Uh, you know, because this was my dad in his you know early twenties, and uh, every time they were out in public, he would either berate him or make fun of him in some way and Wait. tell him to get lost. As he should. Wait yeah, to his face, sure. like he just say that to his face. Whatever, yeah. But wait. You know, my mom said he would sometimes just stare at him from, from across the room until he laughed. That's a veteran move. I like that. Yeah, I do like that, too. That's intimidation at its finest. It is. It's the best. But my mom, my mom was this actually pretty funny. My mom was over for a couple of days and, uh, you know, telling me stories. And, like, the kids were here and driving, driving her crazy with, you know, running around and keeping her occupied because it's pretty slow up up there with my dad and the dog. So, uh... She needed to get the hell out of the house. She wanted out of there. The second night, she's supposed to stay over for the next day and hang out, and all of a sudden, like, I I, I just put our daughter to bed, and I'm upstairs for about ten minutes, and I look out the window, and she's backing out with the lights off. In the street and leaving. What? She's like, like, I'm like, Mom, where are you going? She's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to get... Wanted to get home. I'm like, it's two and a half hours. You live up in Baysville. It's 11:30 at night, and she doesn't like to drive at night. I'm like, Mom, what's going on? And uh, she's just like, Oh no, just uh, you know, I'm just gonna get home. Just gonna get home. <laughs> I hope just she got uh, home safely. Or did you commandeer the vehicle from her? I made sure. Well, I made sure she called me uh, when she got home. But it was she was literally just trying to sneak out. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was really odd. Was she offended? So now I got somebody? my mom to deal with here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should s- switch it around with some Taggart mom stories. Yeah, <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> I want to get uh, the the past suitors on the phone. Talk to them. Yeah, see oh. if they can. Apparently, there was some guy who played a twelve string guitar, and uh, he was a little slow in some areas. So my dad would pick on him in those areas, I guess. <laughs> what in his brain or his fingers? Yeah, or? like he wasn't all there. He was like a bit of a savant, and uh, my dad would pick on his flaws in public. Well, anyone that uh, plays the did he just play the guitar to try woo the ladies? No, it was actually pretty good little finger picking style, you know. Oh. Little Lindsey Buckingham. I don't know what the hell the deal was. <laughs> my mom actually went on a on a date with Robbie Robertson from the band one. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that and, must be uh, something. He was all handsy, and she had to shoo him <laughs> off. Little, little bit too many paws going uh, on. She, she said he was a bit of a latch. <laughs> Did he pull the uh, stop short from like Steinfeld on Seinfeld? I think it was more just like from imagine because this was at you know probably in the mid '60s. So he's all like, "Hey, you wanna hey. wanna take your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> wanna take a ride in my Cadillac? <laughs> Let's just go up the levee." getting back to gentlemen who played the guitar just uh, to try pick up ladies what's the protocol can you just 
punch those people in the face if you come across them. But what do you say? Wait, wait. Are you talking about a guy who just shows up like at a bar a with a guitar? Like, hey, everyone, let me just play no, a No, he's at like a house party. He goes, yeah, let me just play oh, a song. Yeah. He's like, do, do, do. And he's like, it was like a chord. That's yeah, it. Yeah, so they'll start strumming chords. Yeah, I, I feel you there. That's uh, that's a bit of a... St- like, And then it starts getting... It feels embarrassing. You know, you're yeah. just sitting there because yeah. like, you got to be quiet. And should you, <laughs> should you like give you all your attention to this person? Has this become some sort of acoustic jam, some sort yeah. of concert? And that's... that's you know my beef about uh, cottages, Taggart. That's my other beef. Because someone always pulls out a guitar at the cottage. No, and like, no, gu- no guitars at the cottage. Can, you can, That's you my can throw the guitar into the fire, right? If that oh, happens. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you can't yeah, have I, it. My favorite is like the new hits on acoustic guitar. Oh, the ones you know, that, like that people honor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> or you know, like you know, just just when you hear those. I don't know, like uh, Lumineers or something. Somebody oh playing that. It's God. just not. It's just, just the worst. It gives me a bit of a gut ache, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taggart, how's, you've been filling in, uh, you've been doing some radio stuff with Dean Blundell. Yes, I have been uh, filling, doing some co-hosting. Uh, Jerry D's been doing it as well. Gerard D. Yes, it's been going pretty good, actually. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I, uh, the, d- the dad stories have kind of blown up, in a sense. So people kind of just tweet in. And ask for these things everywhere I go now. I, I did a, I did a show up in Fort McMurray. That show that we spoke about. Oh, how did that go? By the way, it was great. The show was amazing. It was outside. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. See, and they always pop a, that on you. That's good what thing. Tools he warned you well. on that one. McDonald Island. Yep, outside. that's right. It was beautiful out. It was a twenty-two degrees. Apparently the best show since Kiss were up there. That's right. Kiss, <laughs> the Kiss poster I saw last time I was up there. <laughs> Engineer and, uh, Jim anyway, approved. I, I went on the radio there in the morning, and the, the guy's like, can I get a Ronnie story? <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so your dad should be on the show. We just talked about the new Fox hit sitcom, Dads. Dads. Yeah, he should be on oh, that show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that, that would turn a little bit too real. <laughs> well, it sounds very... like the show's going to need a rejig. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to have to flip it around a bit. It's it's pretty atrocious, Taggart. You're, You're not going to want to watch it. The not-so-good <laughs> Al pile. <laughs> That's right. That's going to be... Uh... You're not going to want to watch it. By the way, this is the Dan and Jay podcast for Fox. For Fox. You're not going to want to watch Fox. <laughs> Hey, do I have time to tell tell this crazy story about trying the uh, that nasty drug e e ecstasy? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. Do tell. <laughs> I tell you, it's a bad idea to try this, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, let's hear it. I was with my friend Grant Smith, who's from Dallas. Uh, we were out uh, at a bar, partying, and this was back when I was more crazy. About ten years ago, I was drinking heavily and. Uh, not doing any hard drugs, but that was, uh, I'd heard about this ecstasy, and that's supposed to make you feel all horny and whatever, and excited, <laughs> and dance. <laughs> we all like to, to, to like uh, the terrible music that's in the clubs. So I try this e-bomb, I put it on, on my tongue, and uh, next thing you know, I am just, like, gonzo, just out of my brain, very... Uh, very hard to figure out what's going on. Uh, I see this angel. Whoa. This woman, statuesque and blonde and beautiful. And uh, I, I don't know 
how it happened, but next thing you know, we're in the middle of the dance floor, dancing slow with the disco music, or the, I guess the, the rave music, and making out like crazy, like high schoolers. And uh, I felt I'd met the one for me. And I said, and Grant kind of kept pulling me away. Saying, hey, <laughs> I hey, know it's coming up. Hey man, like you got to, you got to, you got to stop that, man. You got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I'm like, what's the matter with you? And he's like, that girl, man, she's she's disgusting. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, get lost. Just like, why would you want to mow my lawn like this? Quit harshing my can't, buzz. Can't you meet somebody? <laughs> can't you meet someone? <laughs> so any anyway, I go back to my princess. And I decide, would you like to go home with me? And we decide that's a great idea. So we go home, and Grant's with us. So it's, he's still the whole time, like, you, you're pulling at me and saying, you're crazy, this is a bad idea, why are you doing this? Can't it? wait till it turns kept, out the woman's a caribou. Well, I kept thinking, I kept thinking that he was just cr- trying to harsh my vibe, in a sense, you know. So we get to the house, and uh, she, as soon as we get to the house, she's like, can I can I use the bathroom? <laughs> and she goes to the, the bathroom, and I'm like, all Drops right. Drops a okay, huge sure. deuce. And all of a sudden, the, the bath is running, the, the tub is going, and then uh, I'm kind of laying down. At this point, it's like 5 in the morning, and I'm starting to come off of this stuff a little bit, and and I'm just sitting in the bed, and I, I start hearing this, like, really loud rubbing, like, like when, when something really large is moving in the tub. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I'm just, like, feeling like I'm really together and kind of back to normal. And the girl's like, I'm, I'm done. And she comes out, and I swear to God, she's, like, uh, I don't know, like 240 pounds, five foot two, kind of what? looks like Mario Batali a little bit. Oh, that's attractive if you like <laughs> redheads. And, and, and the, and, and so I, I uh, was kind of freaking out and, and concerned and I, I i was getting what you call the e-blues when you're really coming down <laughs> coming so down again yeah and, and it was really all hurtling upon me and uh, i gave her cab fare to go home it turns out she was homeless wow oh <laughs> and and i kind of go back to the to the bathroom after she's gone Take and i look cab. in the tub and there's like this big thick black ring around the tub like oh super dark so she just she, all she wanted was just a nice cleanse she just yeah. wanted a bath don't do e-bomb <laughs> so she I, how, okay can i ask a question out of everyone here in the studio how many of you thought he was going to say that she had a penis i thought it was a guy definitely yeah. i, I <laughs> yeah. have to put my hand no up. i knew exactly where that was headed oh no, she was just not attractive whatsoever and dirty I thought she was going to have literally, orange Crocs. Literally orange dirty. Crocs, orange Crocs, <laughs> like Batali. Like Mario Batali. <laughs> yeah, orange Crocs. So now, it was actually Batali. <laughs> so you could explain it to me. Man, was this was this girl ever dirty? No, literally. Like, she was dirty. She was filthy. Yeah, like caked with dirt, like dirt under <laughs> oh the eyes. You know? Was it Dirt under pack? the fingernails. Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> I was kissing her for hours, man. <laughs> I'm not. That's uh, terrible. You did a you did a service though. You got her back on her feet. She yeah. she was bathed. You got her bathed. That's good. It's That's very something. odd though when you tell the cab driver take her home. I have no home. <laughs> take her in a cab to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was, I guess yeah. Just drive around. It was a service level in a sense. <laughs> I can appreciate that, but boy, what a 
What a night. Well, just... <laughs> well, just oh, what a night. Just another time in which... Uh, in you... <laughs> In which you advise people not to do drugs, Tagger. <laughs> what? You just advise people not to do drugs. That's uh, that's the moral totally. of the story. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of your stories are like anti-drug stories deep buried within the surface of the story itself. Absolutely. There's always like experimentation. <laughs> you know, very more Timothy Leary than, than uh, you know, Tom Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring Arnold in here for the hardcore Coke stories. Absolutely. Tagger. Back when I had a nostril. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you, guys. That's Miss you, buddy. Our lady, Miss you. Our Lady Peace is Jeremy Taggart advising you once again, don't do drugs. Trust me. <laughs> what an absolute treat. I love that guy. Uh, how will we bring in our... Um, Just before we do, very quickly, Canadian Wall of Fame. we got to get to that first. Leslie Nielsen. That is uh, a great pick. What a legend. I mean, in Airplanes, such a funny guy. Uh, loved him in the Naked Gun movies. And what are you uh, taking out there? Well, I, I went to the Pottery Barn. It's right around uh, the corner from my place. And uh, I got a, a frame to frame up this picture of, uh, of us, the University of Manitoba. Oh, did. that's nice. Isn't that nice? But look, the, it's kind of falling apart there a little bit. <laughs> I got to get, get that straightened out. I'm, I'm, flowing, I'm throwing a yellow flag on the play. We're driving a yellow car, and it uh, needs the exhaust fixed. Yeah, it's got some problem with the exhaust. But I think in this frame I may have something else, another picture, if I can just... Un and by the way, we've got a, a Ryan Tannehill fathead on the wall, and that's our good friend and agent, Jordan Bejant. Uh, sent us that. He's also Ryan Tannehill's agent. Boy, Tannehill's been fantastic. Like, he's been great. Everyone on the uh, the podcast crew raves about uh, uh, Tannehill's. What the? There's, Christina Rose. There's Christina Rose. Raves about Tannehill's. That's just going to be blurred out. So, so yeah. when people ask why the edit time took long. <laughs> yeah. So probably drop that so they don't okay, have to sorry. edit so long. That was just a quick shot. I just, I, I'm going to bury it in here like a, like a treasure map. That's what they always find on uh, Storage Wars. They always like, yeah, look behind the frames. Yeah. There's always money. Exactly. Where the, who the hell puts money in a frame? <laughs> That's where you should have put your 20s. <laughs> Can we welcome our... Uh, she looked our... like she was worth the drive to Van Nuys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. Uh, our... <laughs> Play ball! <laughs> our uh, first live guest. Well, I guess Taggart was alive. <laughs> <laughs> he was living. And he was with a dirty, dirty homeless woman. Our uh, first in-person guest, uh, Andy Roddick. Andy, hey, show. buddy, how are you? How, how, how are you doing? Hey, nice <laughs> there we go. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Come have, have a, a seat, seat right here. Right here. Uh, how are you, my friend? We work with Andy every night on Fox Sports Live. Um, speaking of Fox Sports Live, do you guys just come in whenever you want? You just take, because like, yesterday you weren't there. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. That was our what? first day we've missed. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I and mean, can we, we, can we, can you stand up again? Can we get a view of these shorts? What's yeah, going what on? Yeah, what is it? These are, are cargo sweats shorts? Hip hop shorts? So basically, what? what these are are retirement shorts. When you put on a couple, <laughs> you wear baggier shorts. <laughs> right. And people besides Canadians don't notice the alerts. <laughs> Yeah, we're very shallow. I get away with it's it true. in L.A. You guys are known for... We are. We're shallow Your people. vanity, really. Yeah, so Andy, retired uh, professional tennis player, now has a real job he has to show up for. Did yep. you know that you'd be working this much? Because oh, you have to show up at question. 4.30 Absolutely until not. like 11.30 <laughs> every day. I had no idea. They're like, oh, the show's from 8 to 11. Sometimes, you know, you get off earlier. I'm like, 8 to 11? That's like two hours a day. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> like this is great. So, like the production meetings at eleven thirty a.m. We have an eight o'clock show at night. 
When, seriously, when is your production meeting? Because we're not involved in that. It's uh, it's at four thirty every day. And is it true that the production meeting is? Should we just have a camera on the production meeting? Because I hear that's very entertaining. We'll we're not it, allowed We'll in put it. it this way. Our ratings would be better if we could cuss and say everything that we said during the production meeting. Right. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Gary Payton, or Paton, as you guys call him, oh, uncensored. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it needs to be more like the podcast. Like, we can say, you know, sh** and f Oh, you can say that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just oh, uh, go c- f- c- balls. Yeah, c- <laughs> balls. Tits. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this, is why, this is why I like. This is why I miss radio. Look how depressed Patrick is because he has to censor. He has to all edit that. all this. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> so and assholes. Um, for all aspiring athletes out there, because I'm sure a lot of aspiring athletes listen to this podcast. Yeah. I feel like this is a hotbed for <laughs> young up and young uh, young up and comers. <laughs> Mommy, before I train today, I have to listen yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, would you advise people to play professional tennis? I probably wouldn't have my kids play professional tennis. Okay. Hmm. Why is that? Um, well, I mean, it, it, first of all, you're not cool. You're not going to get laid in high school if you play <laughs> tennis. So that's one, um, most importantly. Uh, two, you know, no guaranteed contracts. You, you have to be very good. You know, there, there's, there's no salary involved. There's no, you know, if you're 60 or 70 in the world, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, they have to pay their own expenses, and they're not making massive money like the rest of pro athletes. Uh, I, I, I was lucky, but it, it's not a it, it's not an easy sport, and they're, you're coming from a worldwide talent pool, and it's a it's a very hard deal. You could be number. Tw- we had this discussion before. You could be number twenty in the world, and no one has a clue who you are. In oh, f- yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's you're probably in your country. It's a ride, but you know who the f- knows anybody from Luxembourg? You know, <laughs> who the f- knows anyone from Luxembourg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a lot I'm of. I'm really t- just showing off because I can cuss right now. I love it. This, um, I feel like I'm back in my playing days. This is awesome. It's fantastic. We will get to your playing days in two yeah. seconds. Um, your take on uh, since there's a lot of Canadian listeners to the podcast, Milos yeah. Ronich. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mil- Milos, I, I like Milos. Um, you know, we we played one time. We had a we had a tough match, but you know he he's making his way. Um, I, I think his biggest challenge is going to be just pure athleticism. You know, you look at Rafa and Roger and the way they can move and and play. Um, Milos has a built-in serve. Um, I, you know, I was kind of the same way. That's something you can't teach. He's going to have that every match. He needs to learn how to win ugly sometimes. So when he's not playing well, kind of getting through the the schlep rocks a little bit. But um, you know, he, he's the best thing about him. He's very professional. He's very diligent. You're never going to look at him and say he's not doing the right things on a day-to-day basis, which is rare for uh, for a young player. Well, one thing I thought was interesting. Sorry to interrupt you, Dan. No problem. Uh, you mentioned like Novak. Totally. And, and Milos has no waist. Have you ever well, seen that? This is the thing. <laughs> this is got, what I say. Like he's, he's all legs. He's he has all this legs. Weird body shape. Yeah. Like is that? It's, it's like Jar. Like it's like no, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. If Jar Jar was playing tennis, <laughs> yeah. with a great serve, a yeah. big booming serve. Yeah. But like, could could Milos like change his diet or or change the way he trains or something like that? Because I just feel like that's the part of his game that that needs if, to improve. If I was coaching Raonic, I would have him doing a million quick little footwork drills you know the strength is going to be there he's a strong kid the serve's always going to be there like for me in 08 I had to make a change because I saw the way the game was going it was all about movement it was all about quickness you don't see slow guys in the top 10 anymore and I I wasn't as athletically gifted as a lot of these guys but I dropped 15 pounds and and really worked a lot on footwork and it bought me another four years before it was curtains for me so um you're a real chunker out there were you (laughs) a little bit bit of a pork chop (laughs) a little bit yeah a little bit but uh yeah I mean I I don't want ball yeah for for for, for the Wendy's lace, for his, uh, for, Dave Thomas's daughter. 
for as stupid as you look right now, your point about Rayonich isn't isn't a bad one. Oh, thank yeah. you. God, that's the nicest thing Andy's ever said to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you I mean, he's, you're wearing a Darth Vader mask mm-hmm. and yes. holding a teddy bear. Well, this is Ted himself. Okay. And a few podcasts ago. He did unspeakable things to Ted. Ted did some oral things to me that he's I enjoyed. Disgusting. <laughs> You mentioned Roger Federer before. Uh, we've mm. discussed this uh, off air with you before. You say he's an asshole. Everyone hates yeah, him. Yeah, right. Yeah, real no. jerk. Yeah, no, he, he he's kind of what you see. I mean, he's he's a he's a good dude. Um, and trust me, I'd I'd have the most reason to try to find something personally <laughs> flawed with him. You know, he's a good father. Is you know, his kids are beautiful. He's he's very. I mean, he's just he's a good guy. I have a hard time thinking. Anybody else in the history that was the best ever at their sport was probably as accommodating and as as good for the sport as he's been. Okay, wait. I now here's another thing I want to ask you about. I one amazing stat we had on Fox Sports Live nightly, eleven Eastern on Fox Sports One, was that Rafa in winning the U.S. Open this year almost statistically has the same stats as Roger did at his age in terms of winning tournaments and majors. So the next obvious question is, can Rafa be the greatest of all time? He can. Um, you know, he's, he's four back right now, so let's let's just break this down. You got to figure he's got the French Open in his back pocket for two more years. Um, I the one thing I don't know is his health. He talks about yeah. his knees all the time. He talks about how painful his knees are, and then just comes out and wins everything. Um, I wish my knees hurt that bad. Um, <laughs> but you got to figure he has that, and, and then you're looking at one other slam a year, and he's tied. Yeah, you know, it's doable. I mean, yeah. it's it's it's. Uh, the way he played this year, it's 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 in his sights for sure. Can I make an analogy? Rafa is Mario Lemieux to Rogers Wayne Gretzky, and that people always said that if Lemieux was healthier throughout his career, mm-hmm. he would have broken all of Gretzky's records and been a better player. And we showed Andy uh, Nadal's Poker Stars commercial that doesn't air in the states <laughs> for the first time ever, where Rafa is playing poker on his phone. Really awkward. It's really awkward. Walking it's through so the streets, and, the, and then people are just following him. He's all in. Was that just, was that their take on like a like a Spanish Rocky? Like he's running through the streets of Philly, but yeah, Rafa. I mean, no it's idea. like you know. That's a great question, and and why Rafa? Like what 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 made the only it? the only thing that was missing is he always likes it. every every single question he answers in English he answers thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just waiting for that at the end of the commercial. But the other I'm thing, all in. Thank you very much. But the other thing about Rafa, like he's so intense on the court, and then he gets off the court, and he's like the again he's like the nicest human being on the planet. Like he's so complimentary to everyone he plays. I think so. I you know what we can't really talk because he doesn't speak English that well. So our entire relationship is Rafa. How are you? He goes. I am very good at the out of you. And I said, I'm, I'm good. And he goes, thank you very much. And that's it. That's that's like that's like 10 years of my life conversations with Rafa. Did you ever see that news conference he had and he got the cramp? Oh, yeah. Where he just, like... Yeah. It was like, a, it was like, a, it was like a slow fade down the press conference table. It was, it was, it's like he was trying to fight it off and, like, nobody would notice, you know, that he was just under the table. <laughs> Where did he go? It's, it's over. It's, I think. Oh, All you hear God. from below the table is, thank you very much. <laughs> now, Andy, do you still receive tweets in which uh, people say, I hope they, uh, Jay and Dan told you they made fun of you when you played? They've slowed down a little bit. Oh, I'm like, have. everybody made fun of me when I played. It's like, what are you, <laughs> I was fucking angry. You were angry. Yeah. But you did seem angry. But, but that worked for you. Yeah. I mean, that was just natural, right? It was just coming out. You you can't control that. You're a competitor. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Or so I don't. I'm not sure. Did One you ever go back look, to the the umps and say, you know, I yeah, that's I'm, a good question. Well, I've I've literally had umpires that you know, I, and I would always you'd see them. In the, 
tennis is a very small world, especially around tournaments. So you know all the umpires by their first names, and you know, you know a little bit about everybody. So I'd see him in the hallway. I'd be, you know, like Fergus Murphy, who's this little Irish guy. I'm pretty sure I called him a leprechaun uh, 18 Fergus, times. Fergus Murphy. <laughs> yeah, he's like underneath going down right now. So I'd see him in the hallway. I'd be like, Hey, Fergus, how's it going? He's like. You're the most bipolar motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. He goes, you're so such a dick on court, but off the court you're fine. Like they they didn't know. You'd see him and I'd be like, hey guys, and they'd kind of like look at me and not know how to go with the conversation because I was actually being cordial. But are, or or are you just mellowing in hindsight? Like are you mellowing as you're stepping away from your career now? Definitely. I mean, yeah. it, I, I think I think uh, take away the stress of what I did and the responsibility of American tennis. Blah blah blah. It's it's uh, it's easier now for sure. Did you feel that? Like, oh, did you God, feel, yeah. 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 It's a it's a big responsibility. Like, no, at no point in my life now, like, we our show could blow up. It could be great. And I will never have the responsibility to carry anything. You guys start it. Carissa goes. I'm a part of it. But I won't have any responsibility that big ever again as I had to, to American Tennis. And not only that, but, you know, you look back at American Tennis, you know, it's like Connors, McEnroe, oh, sure. Agassiz, Sampras. So there's always sure. two guys. There was always a rivalry. And then yep. you come along, you don't really have a natural rival. It's almost like all on your shoulders. Yeah, they were like Wagyu beef, and I was like hamburger helper. <laughs> no, no, but, <laughs> yeah. but no, but not. I'm not saying because they were great players, but they were great players. But I just mean you didn't have that natural American rival. No, like, I mean, you know. Uh, Gimmelstab wasn't <laughs> stepping up for you. <laughs> I played with him last week. He is so bad now. He makes me feel better about myself. So, so you're, you're, you're still playing. I hit twice last week, and... I'm an embarrassment to tennis now. But you said, you told me like when we first started the show, you're like, I barely play. Right I now. hadn't played for two months before that. Right. And I just got out there last week. But to, to your point, so Andre had like this hiatus in the middle of his career for three or four years. I wasn't able to do that because, you know, I had this responsibility. And like you said, there wasn't Pete who was winning slams and then so you know it was it was there but it was every one thing that was tough about it I gained 10 things as far as opportunities and you know uh, I frankly I got paid for it too so right. I mean I, I always realized kind of I had a perspective on the fact that it wasn't exactly tough I wasn't going to cry for myself at all I guess that does help too the fact that you probably made more in your career than all those guys combined really must help <laughs> I, I don't know about combined but I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to cry about anything uh, for sure so you've been out of the game now for a year. Yes. If you served a ball mm -hmm. to JRI, how mm -hmm. long? How how many serves would it take for us to return one or die? Um, would we be able to? Would it take us like a week to return one? Like actually in the court? Yes. Yeah. No, you wouldn't be able to. Do no, that, I don't think. No. I don't. I mean, how much do you guys play? <laughs> no, 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 not barely. No, 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 no maybe I, twice in our lives. Oh yeah. No, I, <laughs> well, then I like my chances. <laughs> But Hope. we're natural athletes. Like you can see you that. You guys look promise. like it. You yeah. Know, you know, it's. I, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. if I had to nominate anybody on our show <laughs> who might be doing some performance-enhancing drugs, <laughs> I think you guys might be. Now, wait, uh, but you played with uh, Ephraim, is that right? You hit, hit, hit around with Ephraim a little bit? Ephraim's terrible. <laughs> and you know what? Carissa, Carissa completely emasculated Ephraim that day because – so we – Ephraim came out, and I was playing with him and his lovely wife, Renice, who is much better than him just in general as a human. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so I was playing with them, and we were just messing around. And Ephraim, he was a good lineman. That's the mm -hmm. best thing I can say about his tennis game. But um, So we're playing, and he's kind of getting it or whatever. And Carissa comes out, and we have like a 60-ball rally, the first one out. Just wow. kind of wow. in your face. She plays for 15 minutes and just leaves. Her soul purpose for coming out there was to make Ephraim look like a schmuck, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Referring and, to Ephraim Salam, he's on the, uh, the uh, show with us every single night. He's former lineman. 
He thinks he's Bo Jackson and that he's he's trying out for the Dallas Mavericks uh, NBDA, MBDL team. Texas Legends. The Texas Legends. And he's going to be on Amazing Race. He's going to be on Amazing Race as well. Devon Paton has been working him out every morning. (laughs) Really? Uh, By the way, Gary Payton, I saw on the elevator coming into work the other day. Devon Paton. He had a bag of KFC. Gary did? Yes. Oh, what he a legend. He certainly that guy didn't is. he certainly didn't <laughs> share it, didn't he? He is uh, You know you know what you know our ratings would triple. So we'd have eight viewers? We would have we would have seven viewers. <laughs> I don't know how that's a triple of anything, but we're gonna go with seven. If Gary could just get away because the best thing is you'll say something to Gary and he'll go she. <laughs> if he could just do that line, we, yeah. we'd have a chance. I think yeah, we're he's being held back. Like Gary needs to be on Oh, that's cool. I just did that out of the blue. It's been a month. You didn't I know was done that. I had no idea that was there. She. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest moments. We had an exclusive one-on-one with LeBron, uh, LeBron James, and they came out of the interview, and uh, Carissa was getting the panel's uh, thoughts, and she started with Gary. She's like, Gary, what new information did you get from that interview? Nothing. Yeah. Well, all right. What a segue. Like, you couldn't have played along. Like, you know Nothing. what? It was very informative. No. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't learn anything. Gary. Hey, you ask him a question. The best is, okay, so Seattle and San Francisco, you know, why don't you break down that matchup? No, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> all right. We roll. That's well, I we guess, roll. I guess in that case, we'll go ask the tennis guy. <laughs> Now, are you getting uh, grief from people saying, I don't want your opinions well, on sports? Well, it's funny because we weren't going to talk about this later, but we did a, a seminar for NBA and NHL broadcast crews yesterday. Hey, we didn't know why we were invited either. But one of the first things someone said was, now, one of the questions I'm getting is, why do I want to hear what Andy Roddick has to say about the NFL? Are you getting that kind of question a lot? I get it, but my take is always... It's it's. I, I, listen, you're never gonna hear me break down a three four defense, or you know Donovan breaks down. You know the the receiver cuts this way. Why the safety should come over the top. Mine is preparation. Mine is guys drinking during the week, getting DUIs. What are you doing? Right. Um, how to prepare for a game? What maybe they're feeling as far as nerves going in? Basically things that that are parallels across sports. So. Uh, you do get that, but if someone actually listened to the fucking show, then they'd yeah. probably realize <laughs> yeah. that I'm not that I'm not talking about that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, And you, you're nice. a professional athlete. You aren't like a, a writer who's never played any sports. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the writers can get away with it, but I can't say anything. Yeah, yeah I'm going to write about uh, this. Uh, I went to Syracuse. Uh. Nerd. <laughs> and uh, you were recently... I'm talking about Donovan, by yep. the way. There. You were recently <laughs> in Las Vegas to interview Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. I we, was. Uh, how was that experience for you? I mean, not a very cool guy at all. It doesn't have much going for himself. <laughs> no, not, not um, a lot going for him. I was yeah. very surprised that you guys had never crossed paths because you'd think you'd be at a charity event the same time he was. I, I had never met him. Um, we, we were here last week, and our, our, uh, our one of our executive producers, or our executive producer, Mike Hughes, got an email from his people saying, we want to do a, a sports kind of crossover interview for this new movie he had coming out, Runner Runner, and we want Andy to come do it. And I was a little excited. I felt like I was ready for the, my first date with Justin. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is the big time. Yeah. And you uh, did some dancing while yeah. in Las Vegas. So we'll, we'll, okay. We're going to break it down, actually. In fact, um, Mike here has got Oh, got good. You still have that. Oh, oh, yeah. Fun. Fantastic, yeah. good. Oh my god! Sorry, I don't so, know if can... are you going to play this on the podcast, the video? Po- okay, yeah, okay, so to some yep. people will okay. witness this. Was... So here's. Uh... So can I point out? This is what time of day? Eight p.m. Day, okay. day is day is generous. So this is a this is a, a bit of a day boost. Well, uh, let me give you a you quick. Okay, so we just started. Let here. me go quick here. 
Pause it for a second. I'm going to give you a quick backstory. So I'm like, okay, Justin Timberlake, he asked me to come. He didn't ask me to come because it wants it to be like a monotone interview, right? And he's like the dick in the box guy. He has a good personality. So I'm like, what can I do that would be funny? So I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, I'm going to go get loaded in Vegas, tape the whole thing, dance in really awkward spots and, fr- you know, and make people <laughs> like feel it. generally uncomfortable. And then have him break it down like a coach would, like all my dance moves. And right. so Great that's idea. what that's what we're looking at so here. So here, what's this first dance we're looking uh, at here? I started off with the Carlton with a twist at the end. Okay. And this um, is where we're actually in the Well, I looked good until I fell at the end. <laughs> yeah. It was all going so well for you. It was, yeah. Point. It was it was I was feeling pretty good. I was so drunk. Right at this point. You see, at you're actually holding up pretty yeah, well. You're not a- drooling or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I, I, I just swallowed right before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then this wins. is my favorite. This the man with the camera there, just trying to look at the yeah. Japanese gardens, yeah. and Andy frightening yeah. the hell out of him, and him just. <laughs> that, this is your river dance, right? That, was, the, river that dance. was my Flatley-esque thing, and this it just gets progressively drunker as the night goes on. Look yeah. at those eyes. Ugh. Oh, I haven't seen this. Part. See, this was funny because I did like the little Michael Jackson. You know, he scared the living shit out of this lady that walked here. She actually jumped backwards about five feet. This is in the middle of a walkway in Vegas at like one in the morning. It, oh, so this continued for hours. No, no, no. This is like a progression of the night. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> mm. And what were his thoughts on your dancing? Yeah, uh, what did he say? He he wasn't that impressed. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm surprised. Yeah, but it was kind of fun. You know, he's like, you need to straighten your hand out here. Look at the camera here. You're throwing that arm a little too. It was actually pretty. It, it, hopefully, it'll be a pretty funny bit. How is his movie that you saw? I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. It's uh, this whole offshore gaming thing where Ben Affleck is this tycoon and he goes down after him and Affleck, Affleck tries to screw him over at the end. It's it's actually a cool little deal. Classic. Uh, can Affleck. we play? Because uh, Mike, who works the camera, he also went and he uh, asked uh, Timberlake some questions on our behalf. So do we have? We want to know if you know who Jay Ray and Dan O'Toole are. Jay Ray and Dan O'Toole. Why do I know those names? You don't. Um, <laughs> They were a Canadian pop group, like late '80s. They were really successful. What Maybe was they, the name of the No, uh, they're the hosts of our show. Oh, wow. they're very funny. I was, I was going in a totally different direction. On, by the way, Andre is, is very good. We had you for a minute, but they, by the way, the you should show. start they're, a group. They should start a group, like like a Canadian Hall and Oates. Kind of. They, oh. They're a little past their prime now. They're a little Whoa. older. Whoa! Hey, man. Mike. It's never too late. Don't, don't shortchange short them like that. Yeah, don't shortchange us. Timberlake had our have another bus. job. You're good at what you do. He actually, I was, talk, right, I was talking to him after the interview, and he actually wants to come be a panelist on our show. That That'd would be awesome. Be, that would be fun. And I said, no, you don't have the credentials. Back <laughs> off. <laughs> Wait, when guys like Chael Sonnen come on the show, are you just afraid for your life for like a good well, two a, and a half hours? It's a little weird. So we, at Fox, you would think we all had our space. You know, Jay and Dan get their space because they're better than the rest of us. But yeah. the rest of us, they- Where are the basement? They put- It is But it's your basement. Yeah. Yeah. So we all go in this avocado room, and on a day, it's football shows, UFC shows, whatever. So you're it's a walk- nice room. It's a wall of TVs. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a, nice it's a green room, but we call it the avocado yeah. room. So <laughs> we have these towering linemen, these big football players, and on a given day, four or five UFC guys walking around, and you realize that at a given moment, these guys could kill you if they wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah. The most like- amazing thing about having Kenny Florian on the show, and we've talked about it, is he looks like Mike. He looks like, can we just get the camera on He's Mike? He's a little shorter. Right, but, yeah. sh- but, but a little shorter, but basically your build. Totally, you know, I thought totally he looked like Ben Stiller. Good head of hair, unthreatening. No one would be afraid of Mike. And no one's afraid of Kenny Florian. 
and yet he could easily Murder. kill us you know his what, elbows. You know what my biggest fear would be, and it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure, I mean, so if, like, you're at a bar fight, right, and, like, or you start pushing and shoving, you're drunk or whatever, and the guy strikes a pose like a martial yeah, artist, yeah. oh, my God, that would yeah. scare the living you know shit what, out of me. Or you'd crane start kick. laughing. I'd crane kick it right there. I'd I would run. Kid. I would run. I would scream oh, and run. Oh, you seen a little belly? Can we get belly? a little shot of that? Oh, wow. Look at yeah. that. A little belly wow. poking out there Look on the USA. USA. Uh, Andy, you'll be proud of me. I bought a juicer today. You did? Yeah, I'm going to start drinking juice. But is it going to be one of those things you, you say, like, I have a juicer, and then you go to Carl's Jr.? Uh, I made one thing of juice. Andy and knows then you all too well, Tools. The cleaning process, I'm going to be sick of it after three days. So. Why? So every day you try something new, yes. it's, it's the hot yoga. Hot yoga is horrible. Juicer. Is it? Yeah, don't do it. I sweat more than a hooker in church, so I probably shouldn't do the hot <laughs> yoga. No, you don't want to do no. that. No, that's a terrible um, How idea. are you guys adjusting to life in the States? Oh, it's great. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you just mentioned Carl's Jr. I love that. I love the fast food options. <laughs> you guys well, they, we could, there's Carl's Jr. in BC. Like, that's not are a you catching, move to another BC. country. Are you catching any bitterness? Yeah, you guys are going to catch a lot of bitterness from your Canadian fans during the winter. Uh, yes, when we you're will. here, yes, we will not be tweeting pictures of no, beaches and no, stuff. We won't be. Because that's kind <laughs> of <laughs> another beautiful say, day in SoCal. Yeah, did you say beaches Suckers. or bitches? Beaches oh, and bitches. <laughs> Here's my bitches. Here's my on bitches. Bitch. Yeah. No, uh, we uh, we we already are getting. I mean, every day people ask us to come home. Like, joke's over, guys. Come home. And it's yeah. very nice, very complimentary. We really appreciate it, but we're not coming. Now, Andy, <laughs> you're kind of like a hobo because you don't have a set home. You have Austin and L.A. Yeah, that seemed harsh. I had it. All, I had it all figured out. Don't call me a hobo. I had it all figured <laughs> out uh, when I retired. It's like we had our place in Austin, and we had built it, my wife and I, and that was where we were gonna be. And I wasn't gonna do anything. And fast forward a year, I have a full time job. That house is sold. I don't own a piece of furniture at the moment, so I really fucked it up. But wait, wow. your wife is working on the Fox lot. You're working on the Fox yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a it's so a good group. So why don't you just buy a buy a place here? Well, we we, we have a place here, but we're we're still kind of trying to figure it all out. Um, can, can you tell uh, tell our listeners what your your wife is working on a sitcom with two two people? I think they might be interested. To yeah, hear, she's right? working with Dawson. <laughs> and E from Entourage. That's on amazing a, on a daily basis. And what is the premise of the sitcom? Can you tell us that? It's uh, it's called Friends with Better Lives, and it's about your friends having better lives. Mm. I don't know how they came up with the title. Okay. I don't know how they. I don't, I don't know how they. Yeah. They got to that, but and it's a lot of. And she is the star, and they are just the the hangers on. No, I don't, I don't know about that, but it, it's cool. It's like they follow around a group of friends and. Various backgrounds. One got divorced. One got it's it. You know, it's a classic twenty-two minute laugh track sitcom. You know, punchline here, there, and it's it's uh, it's a fun show. And it's filmed on the same lot that we do our show. It is Crazy. filmed. It's literally we're so you guys carpool five blocks away. We work kind of opposite schedules. So you but, don't carpool. So we don't. Yeah. We we are terrible for the environment. Right. But you yes. meet up at Moe's Diner. We do meet up for Mo at, at Moe's, and you know she's very condescending about it all because she's she's on like a like a show that's a. On like a network show, she's not yeah. on cable, so she has her own room. They get catering every day. Oh, she yeah. has her own place to go. She's like, "Oh well, if you ever need to take a nap, you can come to my room and lay down because oh. I know you don't have yours. And, oh. Or if you want food and you don't want to go buy it at Moe's, you can come over because I get food every day." She's <laughs> she's really she's really kind of bitchy about it. And but it, isn't that it, your it whole life? Like your whole life, she's just saying my yeah. life is better than you. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Will uh, Brooklyn ever come on the podcast? Oh, she, she would come on it. for sure. She loves you guys. Oh, she, secret. Kind. She's the only one. All cards on the table. <laughs> she actually has a crush on Jay. What? What? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. This is wow. great. She's what, gonna how hate, do we, she's how, gonna hate me for saying that, but oh, yeah. this is wonderful news. Yeah. How can we can we make something happen here? Well, Are you I, open to that? Yeah. She's like, How is, I don't have the thing is I don't have the heart to to break it to her. She's like, How is he? I'm like, Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I kinda just go along kinda with gangly. it. You know? yeah. Has and she then you saw my belly. Has she looked at him? Yeah. This not not it's not a weird hard. Looking, he's a like weird looking just, guy. Yeah. Like, well, and what about this? Like, just this look right here. This should be like, like on her you know in what her I dressing do? room. I'm gonna take a, a picture yeah. of this. I'm gonna text it to her. Dear Brooklyn, what she yeah, she's yeah. gonna love that. Your you know, secret uh, What's crush. on your uh, phone there? You had a picture of a dog. That was my dog. His name is Bob Costas. Oh, this is Gary. <laughs> this is Gary Paton from last night. He was talking on both of his phones at the same time. That's a talented man. You know, Gary. I, the fact that he has two phones that he brings onto the set. Makes me love him all that much more. Whoa, whoa! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I just took a ridiculous picture. That picture looks like on right I'm going to, and I'm going to say I just ruined you. Let me know. Uh, let I me will. know what she says. Yeah, she must only listen to the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, she's actually no, but she's seen him before. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. I'm so delighted it's by this news. It's crazy. Um, Andy. Uh, I'd be remiss without bringing up uh, your charity organization. Oh, that's um, nice of you. What is uh, the website people can visit? Uh, ARfoundation.org. And we uh, we run it out of Austin, Texas. We actually have an event this month. Um, Elton John's coming to play for our, our, our foundation, Whoa. which is pretty cool, How right? How did you pull that off? He's actually he's a big tennis fan, and he's this will be the fifth time that he's played for for our foundation in Austin. And traditionally, we raise about a million dollars in one night because because he comes, and we're building a, a facility in Austin, and uh, it's a sports and learning program, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. I gained a lot of respect for Andy because I uh, did some research and checked out his uh, his uh, foundation, and he does a speech on it. Says, "I want, if anything, I want to be known for this foundation, and not that I used to be a tennis player." So I thought that was pretty. I mean, cool. it's a, yeah. That's just basically because I have an average resume in tennis. But besides that, it's just... Oh, no. That's yeah. not no, true. It's, yeah, it's, it's not true. Yeah, and it's, nice it's all for kids, right? You raise It is. Up. It's for uh, at-risk youth, which is kind of a fancy way of saying the parents probably didn't do the job that they right. Right. That they should have. Right. Yeah. And uh, your uh, hat and your shirt. It's uh, a buddy of yours. It's a uh, well. You, you it's not an actual owner? person. It's it's uh yeah. I am a minority owner of this brand called Travis Matthew, which started off as a as a golf brand, and now they're kind of going across. I gave you a hat. I wear it all the time. I wear it to the beach every. I go to the Aww. beach like five times a week. Nice. And he I didn't give me one because his wife has a crush on me. <laughs> we we don't. I mean, we've mentioned what it if, enough now. <laughs> yeah. So what if uh what if you, things got really awkward now? If you uh, catch them at Moe's. I would kick the living shit out of Jay. All right. <laughs> yes. It'd be worth yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you petting that I'm pet sorry. I just <laughs> like him so much. Enough with the mm. pet. Um, Andy, so thank you for coming on. Do you have to yeah, get to your fun. meeting? Uh, I missed my meeting, so thank you guys. All right. Yeah, hey, it. Andy missed the meeting. So I'll be, uh, I'll be even more uninformed than I normally am ah. on the show tonight. Do you ah. have to pay yeah. five we'll bucks? It. I, well, actually, I'm thinking if I skip the whole thing, they won't notice that. If you walk in late, you're going to have to pay it. But I, I'm thinking about just missing the. Well, entire I didn't hear thing. about this. So you have to pay a fine if you're late for the. So meeting. if you're yeah. late, if you're late for the meeting, it's five bucks, and then we pool it, and then it goes to, uh, you know, some of the the interns or some of the, you know, whatever it is. They they have a pool every that week. Guy like Ian here, PA, ha he just wants to buy you, more ties. Have you have you won it yet? Oh, maybe a little bash. Yeah. I mean, just if they make you do like a pizza party, let me know, and we'll fund <laughs> yeah. it. We'll fund an actual fun party. A pizza yeah. party. Yeah. 
They're gonna, they, I can just I see like, <laughs> like little whistles and hats. <laughs> Yay, PA. Pizza's here, guys. Yeah. Thanks for all your hard work. Yeah. Andy, don't don't let them do that. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, my Thank friend. you. That was, that was a blast. Um, I'm excited to learn about this. Now we... <laughs> <laughs> Balls. <laughs> now we have more Timberlake, I'm told. Uh, we do. Timberlake sound. Can we... Uh, by the way, Andy, what a great... Andy! Forgot your pass. Andy, oh, come back. Shot Let's show it. Pass? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great pick. Yeah. Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy uh, forgot his pass. Uh, Jay left with my keys last night. Yeah, he took was... my vehicle keys, my house keys, everything. I was He's... hoping you'd take the hint. He was. Uh... I wanted you to come over to my place. <laughs> uh, okay, what else do we have from Timberlake? So here's the deal. Know we, yeah. What your favorite parts of Canada are? A uh, Putin. What about it specifically? Like specifically, yeah. Well, it's fries and cheese and gravy. Exactly. Three things that I would eat individually, but they happen to all be together in the same dish. You know, it's a uh, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. But uh, comfort food. Um, uh, no, I love. Um, I love Toronto, that's a fun city. I love Montreal, that's a fun city. Although, I don't want to get into the whole... We know. You know, I don't want to get into the whole we want to be our own place, Quebec thing. Uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but I actually really love, uh, I love uh, Vancouver. I've gone snowboarding, you know, up in, up in uh, BC and different places in BC a lot. Nice people up there, very nice, very genuinely Honest, yeah. sharp people. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of farmers up there. Yep, a lot of farmers. <laughs> a lot of a lot, lot, lot of lot of lot of farmers up there. Friendly neighbors. <laughs> Can we pause this for saying. a second? Hold on a sec. Were, did you guys smoke like a pound yeah. of weed before Honestly, this? Honestly, you guys were so <laughs> baked. <laughs> you guys were so baked through that, that whole might, thing. It might have been like kind of the vibe there for a couple of days. It was just a party. You know, they were there to premiere the movie, and uh, that kind of comes across in his time with Andy too. Wow. <laughs> a lot of farmers up there? Yeah, play that I mean, out. There are you know, a lot of farmers. Do you farmers. know what he means by farmers or farms? Oh, like, I think he was refer- referencing. He was referencing the ganj? I think so. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I you guys would know that. better than I would. Is that no, what we wouldn't. About? Sure. I'm still thinking about Brooklyn Decker. <laughs> now, right? is, is there... Good news for me, eh, Toolsy? Yeah, great news for you. How uh, long till the wedding? I can't wait till. He- you get pummeled by Andy Ryan. I know. I know. I got to watch myself. Uh, and is more Timberlake? Okay. More Timberlake. So another thing we like to do, we like to tell stories on our show, you know, moments in sports, athletes coming in, giving their account. <clears throat> uh, watching the movie at the premiere last night. Uh, did it ever hit you at any point when you, were, when you were filming that your dad in the movie was the dad from Home Alone, Mr. McAllister? Absolutely. What was that Absolutely. like? Was that just um, like, hey, I grew up, you know, Macaulay Culkin... Well, we didn't talk about it too much, Um, but I am a big John Hurt fan. You know, the other movie that he's in. I grew up, Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) He was agreeing with me at the time that he knew who it was. (laughs) Yeah, he he got it. And uh, I'm a big fan of his big. Right? Yeah. It was so nice in that movie. No, he he was, uh, that that was a great movie, though. Is that it? And uh, one more. Oh, let's one one more. Let's hope the energy level rises in this one. (laughs) Take us back. Game seven, Lakers Nuggets, 2012 playoffs. Kobe hits this huge shot, gonna send the Lakers to the next round. He hits the deck. He 
he jumps up, high fives a, a guy in the front row. It was you. Give us your account of that. I did. I did. He, 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 I gave him a nice butt slap too. Um, you know what was funny is prior to that, prior to that moment, he was walking out to midcourt, and uh, and I think the Nuggets were inbounding the ball, and uh, and I got his attention, and I and it was it was something like, and I said Kobe, and uh, he looked over my direction. And I was like, right now, right now, and and I don't want to blow Kobe up too much, but I kind of have. I, he kind of has like every time I show up at a game, he kind of does this. I mean, the guy's that good. Um, but he just looked. He, I, I I could I could be romanticizing this moment, but he just he I remember him looking at me and being like, and it was like that. You know how Kobe gets the, the Mamba face, the Mamba face, and then uh, Nuggets came down. I think they missed a shot. Kobe went out to that wing right in front, and. And then he nails that, he nails that shot, hits the deck, and then, and then I got, and then I got, I ended up on Sports Center. You had your time. Yeah. Uh, is he the best? I player? shouldn't say Sports Center. No, I got Sports. You. Sorry. It's cool. Don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, Holy shit, he is stoned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that was good though. He he obviously he 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 dug you. Yeah? Obviously he didn't mind yeah. chatting about something other than. Than the movie. He actually was excited to talk about anything but the movie because right. at that point, you know, he had done press the whole day before. We had the premiere that night, then the next day the junket. And right. I think he was there, there for like four or five hours. Tough. So he was excited to it's see a grind. Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah tough Good fight. job, Mike. Tough Good fight. job. We we got to send Mike on more Way junkets. Yeah, just maybe have an energy drink before you go in. Wow, you're being really harsh well, on Mike. I, no, I'm not. Just critiquing. Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad, is it? He called us over the hill. Yeah, that's true. Uh, why am I defending you, Mike? You did call us over <laughs> the hill. I said Pasture Prime oh, for a okay. boy band. What? Um, can we get can a producer Jim story for this week? That's Engineer Jim to you. And by oh, the way, Engineer Jim. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, uh, Engineer Jim now on Twitter. Yes. I believe it's Engineer I was underscore just look Jim. That up. Yes. 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 Engin engineer how, how are you enjoying the, uh, the 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 Twitter experience? Is so it far? just going to be awesome. all? It's just yeah. all tweets of your junk, right? That's what it is. Just, just, yeah. just a selfie, iPhone between the legs, snap. Well, if you took that, he'd have the taint in there. Yeah, taint, taint shots <laughs> underneath, right in the choda. The new. Anyone selfie. call it the choda? The taint is also the choda, or is that just me and my pals? So should I should I do hashtag the taint? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtag the taint. There it is. People will know, and I I will be disappointed if all of our podcast listeners don't. Send a tweet to Engineer Jim that says hashtag the taint. Let's get hashtag the taint trending. Let's, yeah, let's that's not what I'm send your about. taints though. We don't want to see. No, taints. don't actually send <laughs> no. a pic of your taint. No, we don't now, need that. Now that's gonna happen. We're both gonna forward you all of the pictures. <laughs> so on that note, Engineer Jim, your best taint story. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Play ball. Uh, but I do have a, a Justin Timberlake story. Oh really? Oh, nice. Yeah, I. I Again, didn't work with him. However, uh, a few years back, I did uh, a record. It was actually Warren Zevon's last album. Oh, wow. Cool. And uh, we did it. He had cancer, and we did it before he passed on. Uh, beautiful record called The Wind. And uh, we had Bruce Springsteen on what? it and Dwight Yoakam. You've worked with Springsteen? Uh I didn't do the session with Springsteen, but uh, I did with uh, Jackson Brown and T-Bone Burnett and- wow. 
Ry Cooter, David Lindley, like amazing musicians. And uh, anyways, uh, uh, I know he won, he was nominated for three Grammys, and we won for uh, Best Contemporary Folk Album for that record. And uh, Billy Bob and Dwight Yoakam, Jackson, uh, they performed at the Grammys uh, as a tribute to Warren for that and so, uh, anyways, you know, you go down there, it's kind of a whole week down there rehearsing and all that stuff. And I'd never seen Justin Timberlake and, you know, I was, uh, I was familiar a little bit with his solo stuff. And I think this might've been like his first solo record that he came out with after being in, you know, the boy band thing or whatever. I'm not sure. It might've been a second. I, I don't remember, but the day before the actual Grammys, when they were doing the full-on dress rehearsals, uh, you know, Black Eyed Peas, all these great bands were performing. And uh, we happened to be out on the floor. We just finished rehearsing, um, you know, Warren's song. And Justin Timberlake came out with this huge band. And everybody in the play, I mean, he had everybody in the place, all the security people and the people sweeping the floors, mesmerized they were phenomenal and they just kept jamming on this song that uh you know he was performing with and uh had no idea the guy had that much talent and you know on and on you know he's just blown up since then i don't know how many grammys he won that night but well and he's supposed to be very down to earth like when he was oh, hosting man. snl the uh the crew talked about uh uh he just would show up by himself like for rehearsals and stuff. Meanwhile, like Bieber comes with a, a posse of like twenty people. Floyd Mayweather's with Bieber. <laughs> yeah, and Justin Timberlake just shows. Yeah, he up traveled by with. It was just him and his publicist. Right. His yeah. wife was there, but you know, really, yeah, very low key. Beal was there. She was there. Yeah. How's Beal doing? What's she doing? Was she baked? No, she was hanging out with it that worked there. I'm not going to confirm but, or deny anybody being baked there. But. but what a talent! The guy's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because he. Not only is he so talented and everyone likes him, but there was so much going against him because it was your natural reaction to not like him coming out of InSync. And then he did SNL for the first time, and everyone's like, wow, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. And then he does it again, and everyone's like, he might actually be better than some of the people on SNL. This is very strange. And obviously it's worked out for and him. I think the thing about him really that, that I took away from everything was that he was very cool. He, he knows that. Uh, someone like a Derek Jeter or a Tom Brady, and you know he, he just lives in a – different world or looks like we all got a boner for yeah, we kind of do now <laughs> um i wanted to give a special kudos to engineer jim mm -hmm. uh like two hours after last week's podcast i saw him in the elevator and i said you just leaving now he says yeah i kind of have to put the uh, the studio back in order because we for this podcast yeah, we kind of throw things out of out of whack so we thank you very much for uh for yeah. lighting us into this is your home uh, it's my pleasure so. i love this this is the highlight of my week I, it's uh, a thrill to have you here it. and yeah. i feel like this was meant to be all of us coming together Together. I mean, sure, we'd like to get rid of Mike, but everyone else. <laughs> so this will be my last pod. Okay. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's thanks. awesome. Thanks this for letting me treat. be part of it. Seriously, thanks, Jim. And can we get a shot of Jeremy's hair? He needs a Bad. massive haircut. <laughs> Jeremy is very upset. Uh, last week I told the the strip club story, and that was that's like in your neck of the woods, and yeah, I kind of feel. Probably. I, I can't believe I, I didn't wait. I was going to wait and have Binksy on to talk about it. We gotta we'll get revisit. Binksy on. We'll revisit. Yeah, yeah I thought that. Yeah, she did, did she? Yeah. We need her account of the story, I, yeah. Think, I believe. Yeah, Binksy. It was a little different than yours. 
No, I think it's actually the same. Yeah, I was right. Uh, you know your hair looks identical to right now? Who is it? Fat Bastards. Oh, yeah. It does. No, because you got the sideburns yeah. and stuff. You look like Fat Bastard. If I, if I brush them out a little bit, it's kind of nice. You it's know, like it's Fat Bastard if you went on an incredible diet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's, not, that's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you will be freshly shorn for next week's podcast. Yes, yes, I'll get a haircut. We should have Derek come in and uh, cut his hair while we're doing the pod. Yeah, Derek uh, does the haircuts here. No more supercuts for this cat. No, you're. It must be weird for you having a legitimate human and not a hobo cut your hair. <laughs> well, I just go tip anyone anyway. Supercuts. We only hire hobos. You know, uh, when I did a, I did a record with White Snake. David oh, Coverdale God. would sit at the end of the console and have his hair blow dried <laughs> while we were doing overdubs. Oh my it was, God. I mean, awesome rock. That is full on rock star stuff. I'm glad you brought up the blow dryer. It was awesome. Oh my God, I love that so much. Oh, Coverdale blow dried while you're doing overdubs. Yeah. Amazing. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. Amazing guy. Now, great guy. Is he? Oh yeah? my God. Awesome. And awesome. everyone remembers him uh, being married to Tony. And Katan. this was when he oh, was look at with that hair. Her too. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is back in the sort of heyday of White I State. had the pleasure of having Easter Sunday dinner with him and his wife. And Tawny. Yeah. Yeah. She's a the hair. Yeah. There you go. That oh, needs man. to be it blow dried. It needs to be blow dried. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great. He really song. did have a great voice. Oh, my God. He yeah. can sing. Yeah. Unbelievable. The guy rocks. Yeah. He's great. Uh, guys, oh, that's such a great story. I'm speaking of blow of dryers, could we come up with an invention? <laughs> blow dryer is the worst sound on earth. The sound of a blow dryer. Maybe that can be your cash business. Could we not build like a muffler for the blow dryer? A silencer. <laughs> because like a gun. It goes on forever. My, I have a house full of three girls, two daughters, and a wife, and all I hear is blow dryers, and I just... I, I want to jump out the window. Yeah. So can we maybe think about this? Maybe they want to jump out the window. Can we brainstorm this? We can go on Shark Tank or Dragon's Den with it. That's a great idea. The blow dryer yeah. muffler. We had Cuban in the studio a few weeks ago. You could have pitched it to him then. Well, we got to come up with the product first. You just did. But we got to invent it. You, get, you can't just have the idea. You got to no, come, come up with the idea. Guy with the prototype. Show up. What sound could you make it make? Like a cat. Like, like a cat. Or like those goats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those goats cracked me up. They were pretty uh, Okay, guys. Thanks very much. Oh, Real quick. Yeah. Go. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because this is going to post soon. Yeah. And I don't know where you're at or if you even watch, but this is the fi- This is the end of Breaking Bad, and I know you're as obsessed oh, as I oh, am. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. You're in? Yeah, you're you're I'm, call, caught up? I'm all caught up. I, predictions? Uh, oh, I don't. I don't like doing predictions because I like to let things just unfold. All right, it, Walton. Four options. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, now wait. Has everyone else uh, watched or? I'm caught up, but what about the rest of the world? Yeah, oh, we yeah. better. I, I don't. Are you kidding me? We we're gonna not talk about we things. Not. People we on the internet not. might be spoiled. We better not because people get very. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if we don't talk about it, nobody will be angry about it. No, no, we'll talk about when it's over. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about next week. I like that idea. But oh, Patrick's upset. Well, here's uh, let me cheer you up. Can we play to finish up the Dennis Casey Parks version of O Canada? It's the first Canadian Football League Las Vegas Posse game, and to sing the Canadian anthem, they get a a Vegas lounge singer named Dennis Casey Parks, 
who has hair sort of like David Coverdale if he was 72% less attractive than David Coverdale. And this is what he sounds like. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love, in all thy sons command. With growing hearts we see thee rise, the true and strong and free. Almost. From far and wide, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Very confident in his delivery. Yeah. From far and wide, O Canada, we stand on Here guard for thee. He's going to hold God it. keep our land. Glorious and free. All over the map. Here it is. Oh, Canada. Big finish. We stand on guard for thee. He was pretty proud of himself. Turning our anthem into that is o not our anthem. <laughs> Best part: the guy in the stadium on the PA is just like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> that is not our anthem. I was. He got the words right. Uh, not even. No. Not 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 Close? all of them. He was in the ballpark. <laughs> he had some correct words. <laughs> oh, Canada. Uh, what a treat. This is a blast this week. I had yeah. a great time. Jeremy, gl- glad you're back. Uh, Good to have you back, Jeremy. Engineer Jim, thanks for the great story. Thank Man, you. Man, David Coverdale. I'm blown away by that one. Mike, great work on the junket. Seriously. And Patrick. Subpar at best. Sorry, guys. If you want to have a, a <laughs> pop group, go for it. We're going to yeah, well, we're gonna prove you wrong, yeah, Mike. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we're going to prove you wrong. He always goes uh, gets his back against the wall. Oh, and Leslie Nielsen Speaking again. of the wall. Thank you, Leslie Nielsen. Uh uh, my brother sent me a John Candy, I think, is coming on next week. John Candy is going to join the uh, the wall. Okay. He sent me a picture of that. And again, Ryan Tannehill, thank you to Jordan, our agent, for that. And, uh, man, it's, it was just a blast. We had a great time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for Andy Roddick coming on and Jeremy Taggart. We'll see you next week. Go, go, go. Hey!